Welcome, and thank you for joining me on the Executive Women's Wellness Society podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Peterson, and I work with women to remind them that they are worthy of success. And that doesn't mean it comes at a cost of an unfulfilled career, burnout, or poor health. On this podcast show, I present on real women's topics of health and well-being, and I'm joined by experts around the globe who share their knowledge on how to have an abundance of good health, become wisely wealthy, experience love and deep connection in all our relationships, and immerse in a spiritual way of life for overall well-being. Join me as I explore and go deep on real women's topics with real women on real issues surrounding our health, wealth, love, and spirit. I remind you that you are worthy. Now, with no hesitation, let's dive deep. Rita, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I, as you know, I've been a massive fan of your work for so many years. And before we go into things, I was so privileged to have you at the Executive Women's Wellness Breakfast as our special guest last year. And just like I knew you would blow me away with all the information um, that you shared with the audience on your books and also your knowledge in regards to well-being and aromatherapy and all this great stuff that you've been doing. Um, can you just share with us a little bit about yourself and these incredible books that you've written recently um, with the three, particularly hippie mamas? Of course. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you for a beautiful, um, yeah, beautiful introduction. And I'd love to share with you, I had a really beautiful time at the the breakfast. Um, (laughs) I guess um, the Hippies in the City books have become a series and they've seem like they've been a part of my life for so long and it's just been a sort of pretty organic journey for me as a writer of creation and having all these ideas around natural living and holistic treatments and things like that and then I've birthed them into books and then you know had the pleasure of being able to workshop and go on book tours and I guess I could describe the first two books, the first two Hippies in the City books as natural therapies manuals for holistic well-being. So both the books sort of like follow each other. The first one is called Hippies in the City, a guide to natural urban living. And that's very much so about how to get started on a, I guess, like a more natural holistic living lifestyle, which covers a lot around yoga and eating healthy and using essential oils in the home. And I guess I'll I'll revisit that not eating healthy as such, maybe eating a bit more holistically and very much principles around, you know, eating natural foods seasonally. And um, I pride myself for sure on the fact that people come to me after they've read the books and they say, Oh, I love your books. They've got like a really non dogmatic kind of approach to them. And they feel like that it's just really empowering for a reader because you just basically share your tips on living an awesome holistic sort of natural life without the, yeah, without that dogma of, Oh, you know, you've got to be vegan. You've got to be this. And you know, it's, it's pretty, it's just, it's just easy and fun and hopefully it's been inspiring. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love those. I've read all your books, but I love the first two, especially because I was able to pick up those book. Um, well, the first one particularly, and I just read it and I thought, yeah, this is such, 
um, simple, holistic, easy to follow tips, tips I'd never thought of myself, even just coming down to snacking, um, how to meditate. It was all just so easy to read and so yeah. practical as well, which I loved. So yeah. you've got those first two books and now recently um, you've got Hippie Mamas. Yeah. And I think um, you sub I might have subconsciously created books like kind of the style that I like to read. I like books you can pick up anywhere and they are easy and they are fun and they are really, you know, reachable to an audience. So I think that that's what I've done with them as well. Um, yeah. So Hippie Mamas is the latest book. So book number three. Yes. Um, all the books have been an authentic journey. So basically like, what I've written in the pages is like recipes that I've literally created or, you know, courses I've gone and studied or, you know, uh, things that I've been obsessed with, whether it be herbal medicine or making my own skincare or, you know, working as an aromatherapist at Perfect Potion, you're so inspired by, you know, different recipes and things like things for different ailments and whatnot so the third book i guess in a nutshell has been about was about my journey you know through pregnancy um and then you know through motherhood like things reaching to natural therapies to help with my son um and then of course that postnatal period of how to help myself heal and recover and really embrace the journey of uh the transition of becoming a mother and uh, hippie mamas a holistic guide to a guide to holistic parenting is pretty much exactly what it's all about it's broken up into three chapters and it's it's all about how to embrace that journey naturally like yeah through aromatherapy through food through meditation for sure um and i i'm really into you'll notice for any of those people who have read my books i'm really into like old school ways of um healing and being healthy and and natural traditions like for sure i love all you know the new evidence around awesome superfoods and some really cool things that are going on modernly but like for me there's nothing better than some hot ginger tea and you know lemon water and brewing up fresh herbs when i'm sick and you know all that really old school traditional ayurvedic tibetan medicine you know that's that's really what i'm all about that feels really great for me yes and i'll, I'll say this uh, from a reader's point of view it felt great for me to read it as well uh, simple things like you can just open up a page and there's you know, tips on a particular item um my favorite one was the dates with the peanut butter inside that's <laughs> for a little while uh, yeah you so, can do peanut butter or almond butter fresh yes. dates chuck them in the fridge <laughs> yes and actually what you made me start to um, consider more was to eat more vegetarian meals Mm -hmm. uh, because I know what I guess the effects that has on our bodies um, not just our physical bodies but also our energetic body yeah you that's know, great um, great you're bringing that up Sonia for sure yeah because yeah. I guess um, being from an Italian background mm -hmm. all we've ever grown up with is like the beautiful salamis and the prosciuttos and um, you know spaghetti bolognese and all that stuff that we've grown up with which is great in itself but I guess as time moves on you know, um, looking after our planet, looking after, it's not just about looking after our well-being, it's looking after our planet, our environment. And your books actually started my introduction to becoming more vegetarian-based. Mm -hmm. um, I can't say that I've gone 
completely vegetarian, but I like to think that I'm on the way of living a more organic and holistic lifestyle through my food. Yeah, so you're a conscious carnivore. <laughs> yeah, oh, something so cool. like that. So, oh, wow. That's awesome for me to hear. Like I, as I said, I, I don't write with dogma and I don't, when I, you know, I don't teach like that. Um, for me, vegetarianism was really easy to sort of organically slip into more and more and more and I, I find cooking with veg, you know vegetarian and, and living that way of life um, really easy and really delicious and I think if something's really easy and it's fun and you're not like depriving yourself and things like that then it, it just flows so when my readers or my friends or my you know my clients and whatever say that oh you know they're still really attached to eating meat and things like that that's fine I think that you know, you have a, a, a culture to celebrate through your food. And I think that if you feel like you want to indulge in that prosciutto and, you know, enjoy those, you know, meat meals, like you look at it as a celebration and really have gratitude for that. And w when it doesn't feel right, or if it ever does not, then, then for sure take on that more vegetarian way of eating. I didn't really have a choice to become a vegetarian. It was just something that no longer um me eating meat no longer was serving me emotionally spiritually probably not even physically you know mm -hmm. um and it was just very natural and i think it just slipped away and that's where the consistencies happen it's not even really conscious like yeah i i love eating vegetarian it's like you know as i said super delicious it makes me feel really clean and light and it's great for my yoga and you know it's definitely saves the coins in the household for sure absolutely it does and <laughs> but I love it's not like this i feel like i'm depriving myself man i really want to eat chicken or i really want to land like because if i felt like that i totally would i'm not going to be inflexible with myself i'm a human you know yeah well, i like to call myself a flexitarian because yeah, i have I like a lot that. of friends sitting in the vegetarian or vegan section i have a broad um, family and friends who enjoy eating meat, who enjoy vegetarianism, enjoy, enjoy being vegan. And I just love how you don't have any prejudice um, opinions about that because I guess we just have to be respectful of what people uh, choose. It's such a personal choice. But what I wanted to sort of talk to you about on this is that you, you, do, you do talk in your books a lot about the mind and body connection. How do, how do you think we are affected energetically when you know, we're not eating the right foods or we're not um, taking that self-care. What, what are the impacts on our, our body's energy? Well, they say that everything has a vibration, including ourselves. And I think some people are more sensitive and affected than others. For me, like I totally am a victim of my lifestyle. <laughs> you know, if I eat really sort of clean i didn't really like saying that about my food but i mean like quite pure food you know really healthy and preservative free and you know really using really like loved ingredients and vegetarian i can feel that i can feel that sense of harmony within my body almost on a cellular level i feel this warm and fuzzy just a really connected to to myself sensation if you know what i mean yes um and it's the same with, you know, the people who I spend my time with, um, you know, the environment. I'm not, not into sort of super fancy living and have to be surrounded by beautiful things and whatnot, but I'm talking about more like natural environment. It's really important to me to be near bush or beach or rainforest or something that naturally allows me to feel a bit more connected to myself. Um, so, yeah, I guess I can just speak from my personal experience that I, I, I need to eat 
you know, really quite a sort of, yeah, like a pure and a, a high vibrational sort of diet to make me function at my best emotionally and physically. Mm, and then, yeah, I, you know, just do things that support that way of living as well and being in an environment that makes me feel, you know, naturally connected. Yeah. And I like that you say that, that you sort of need to be in that environment of nature, knowing that you're looking after your body because it's a, it's a wholeness, isn't it? When you know that you're looking after your body and then the um, domino effect is you also know you're looking after the environment um, and you're clean eating. I know you don't like that word, but <laughs> just know that you feel good and it elevates your vibration. Absolutely. And as I said, some people are more sensitive to others. So for those that are noticing that within themselves, that they, they feel better and more connected when they're eating better and they're doing things that are more supportive of, of their health and well-being, then they need to stay on that road. And that's why I created the first book, Hippies in the City, um, a Guide to Natural Urban Living, because I was like, had so much conviction you could conviction you can totally do this i was living in sydney at the time i was on like you know a couple of airplanes a week i was really really like in the peak of my career like super busy young woman and i'm like you can still go to the farmer's market and buy organic food cheaply i can still jump in the ocean every couple of afternoons and feel like i've had a little connection to nature i can still get up to the coast or down to the coast on the weekend like i really believed that i could still be a part of this sort of like chaotic chaos sort of high driven ambitious scene but then look after myself spiritually and emotionally because um, yeah. I think that that's a huge battle for people as well like you know okay she can only be healthy and connected to herself if she's living a couple of hours outside of the city or in an ashram or here that's fine for you and yeah I, I think it's about balance so yeah Mm. I've yeah, got friends that feel like that it seem, you know, than they are. They're quite emotionally balanced and really, really healthy in their body and their mind. And they don't seem to be as sensitive as, as me to, you know, the, the way that they eat and where they spend their time and things like that. And that's fine. That's their journey. But yeah, I, I just know what works for me. Yeah. And that's such um, some good strategies there that you've shared, like just to be able oh, okay. to go in the ocean, um, you know, make, make time for yourself. But what about Even feed in the grass at your local park and just some re like some great yogic breathing. You can all Google, we can all Google that. And there's some really beautiful nostril breathing and just with your feet in the grass and watching the sunset, like city dwellers and people from all sort of walks of life can find their little sanctuary in nature and just do something to connect to, to spirit themselves, you know? Yeah. And I guess for the, any um, women out there who are listening, who are thinking, well, I don't have time for that because look, I used to be that person that used to go, well, I don't have time to um, go for my afternoon swims or sit in the nature and park. I work, uh, you know, 13 to 14 hours a day and I am nonstop. There's some days I don't even get a lunch break. But I quickly changed that after um, people are familiar with my burnout and my story behind that. And now what I do is I take, I definitely take a lunch break and I've also um, uh, created that environment where I'm, everyone knows I go for my lunch break and during that lunch break I'm either running, I'm walking, I'm taking my shoes off and sitting in the park and grounding myself that way and doing those deep breathings. I'm not saying I'm particularly perfect at all, definitely by all means, no. I guess what I'm saying is I've just changed the way I've introduced 
introduce those holistic modalities to help me get through the day, through the week, through the year, because we're all busy and I don't want to glorify being busy either. But to me, you know, as a listener and someone that, that, you know, that knows you and know that you've taken those, you know, steps to make your health and wellness a priority. So Sonia, I believe that you, you know, you made a decision that your health was important to you. And a lot of, you know, I think time is, it's a fair call, you know, it's, it's hard. Like we, we do work those crazy hours and some of us are really, um, you know, invested and there are times that you've, you know, you've got deadlines and things like that. But I think fundamentally um, when things hit the fan, (laughs) basically, and you know, your health is starting to suffer and your relationships and, you know, your spiritual well-being is start, starting to suffer, people can quickly, like, you know, turn their life around and start to put into priority what's going what's gonna to help them on their road to recovery. So I think that we, we see people do it. I think we just sort of will stand behind that. It's not an excuse. I don't want to say that sounds a bit harsh, but we will stand behind being too busy for a while because money is really important and ambition and, you know, job and projects are really important. But I think that if we're all honest with ourselves and we super put like our sort of hands on our hips and made a stand, no, actually my wealth, the health and wellness is really important and being a little bit slower as a woman's really important. Everything normally falls into place pretty nicely and you do find some great time for yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And I just know that I think like with humans, if, if we decide that something's a priority to us, uh, for me, health and wellness, for sure. Um, doesn't really matter how busy and what I've got in. I it just somehow just seems to, you know, allow time for myself, you know, and I, I yeah, I guess that's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. I guess um, we all make choices and every day and every hour we're making a choice, whether it's what we eat, how we feel, um, how we want to feel. I guess um, one thing that, you know, that I love talking about and I know that you um, share this passion is uh, limiting beliefs and our self-belief because I know you do mention that in your books. Do you think, or actually let's say this, how do we conquer those self-beliefs that are deeply rooted in our subconscious programming to get past us making those choices and making good choices of that for ourselves? Mm. It's tricky, you know. I think as women throughout our lives, like we, we sort of, we want to better ourselves and we want to be the best version of ourselves possible. And there's underpinning things that hold us back or whether they be little voices telling us they're not good enough or things that like make us not go after things that we really want to. And it's all pretty fear-based and it's all like so normal. And for me, the things that have helped me, I guess, you know, sort of facing, facing my sort of, demons i guess or things that like i i know that are holding me back is like basically doing whatever i can to foster self-care because it's basically translates to that i love myself and the start of things was was immersing myself in yoga as a young woman you know it i didn't even know whether i was conscious of it enough but it just peeled away some pretty juicy layers of parts of me i hadn't looked at and it just made the transition of, uh, you know, exploring limiting beliefs a lot more possible. 
aromatherapy. Like I've, I'm lucky enough that I, I made a decision from a very young age that I wanted to do exactly what I wanted to do in my area of work. I just knew from early twenties that I was not going to be in a job that I didn't like, you know? So I was so lucky to begin my career as a natural therapist super early and be able to practice my craft and, you know, work crazy hard. But um, aromatherapy working for, for perfect potion has been like a huge part of my healing and really helped like limiting self-beliefs that, that I had. Um, so I guess essential oils have a really impact, big impact on how you feel. Um, they for sure lift your vibration to be able to sort of, I don't know, it's, it's hard to put into words, but like understand why we do and also come to terms with the fact that like our feelings aren't always facts and the mind is so, so, so complex mm-hmm. and tricky and we got to be able to sort of pull it into line with meditation and all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a combination of, yeah, lots of self-discipline, I guess. And um, it's been a whole new ball game since I became a mum three years ago, you know, like <clears throat> what used to matter, matter so much around body image and, you know, how I saw myself in the world just naturally slipped away being a mum, you know, you don't. Yeah. So that was, that was actually quite easy for me. It's like, it fully strips back a layer of you without even trying too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for being so honest. I mean, um, you know, we all have our, let's call our demons and things to share, I guess. Sorry. um, I wasn't sure if that was super negative thing to say, but I was just, I was going to say like, you know, our, our darkness, I'm really comfortable with, that side of myself because you know your suffering brings about like such joy because you overcome struggles and hopefully you know you take that with conviction and yeah totally stronger yeah i think women are pretty awesome (laughs) yeah and you you learn your positive learnings from that lesson and that that time of darkness that time because nothing blooms all year round right and when our bodies and our emotional self need to experience all four seasons and sometimes that is the winter of our life where we go through you know not so good time but who's to say whatever emotion we're experiencing doesn't mean um it's a bad one it's you're entitled to feel i believe you're entitled to feel whatever it is that you need to feel at that time just as long as it doesn't become disruptive to yourself down the line and to others you know that they're good intentions there you can feel anger, hurt, sadness, guilt, but as long as you know how you learn from how it serves you, and then you allow it to let you go, let it go once it no longer serves you. Yeah, that's true. I love how you talked about um, yoga and stripping back the layers. Can you tell me a little bit more about how you found yoga to be so healing? What was it about that time in your life that helped you heal? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. What about what was that time in my life, you know? Because if I think about yoga and I was to answer that question, I mean, you know, yoga is such an ancient practice and it's so wonderful for helping you with, you know, discipline of mind and um, it makes you, you know, you look at your body in such an awesome light, you know, because it's so integrative of, yeah, like who you are on an emotional and physical level. That time in my life, I think I just needed to forget myself and just immerse myself in a spiritual practice. <clears throat> and it started off physically, you know, like with the, um, you know, the hot, hot yoga. I think that was my first introduction. 
Um, no, actually, I found yoga when I was like 13 or 14 years of age. I used to go like one day a week at a local club where I grew up on the Central Coast. And I just used to it just connected with me straight away. And then years later, you know, early 20s and just lived around the corner in a little terrace house in Surrey Hills. And they had an awesome studio, Mind Body Life. It's still there, different location. And I basically just threw myself into my career and living in the city and, um, you know, no boyfriend and just really wanting to sort of like, all right, who am I? What am I here for? And, you know, how do I be the best version of myself possible? I don't even really remember saying that, but I knew that was my soul's intention. Yeah. And, yeah. And before I knew it, you know, I was, I was in those yoga rooms like five to six, six nights a week and being around the energy of other people and amazing teachers. And then, you know, this incredible shift within my body because, you know, yoga poses that are designed so much more than just like doing, you know, great health things to you physical, but they're also heart opening sort of like doing all sorts of things to you energetically. And, um, (coughs) excuse me, sorry. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just before I knew it sort of months and years and, workshops and so many things had gone past and I just knew that yoga had changed me and enriched my life forever and it was the catalyst to eating better living better meditation and it was I don't I wouldn't have written my first book without without having a strong practice in my life that's for sure yeah you know yeah. yeah and it allowed me to you know taught me how to um not be a victim of my mental chatter and with that then this divine creativity came through I wasn't always living inside of my head and manifesting that tightness and that tension and whatever in my body I was actually pretty free a lot of the time and it was a really creative healthy phase in my life really it went on for a decade (laughs) still going it's still going, you know, I've got a home practice at home. No yoga will never leave me. It's changed me forever. But, you know, as a mom and working and all the other creative endeavors I've got, like I'm, I'm lucky to get to a weekly, um, you know, a weekly class one night a week, which I'm so grateful for. But yeah, I don't think I couldn't imagine not being able to go four or five nights a week back in that time. Yeah, of course. And it sounded like it really fulfilled your life and obviously it's serving, it's serving you well. Yeah. And um, you mentioned earlier about the aromatherapy oils and thanks to you, I've introduced them even more so in my life now after reading your book, um, just being connected uh, with you and Perfect Potion. And now every night I have my little diffuser going on. Um, I probably should have mentioned this, but my husband doesn't mind it going either now. Awesome. <laughs> bedtime. And I really feel like it serves us really well. Yeah. And, um, well, as a women, ritual's really important, isn't it, Sonia? You know, like even that intention setting and having your oils and doing something like ritual is just so in us, you know, all women. So when we start to practice, it just awakens something pretty special. So I'm glad you're enjoying that. If I could say that, and I'm glad you brought that up, even a small ritual of coming home after work and putting on my diffuser or just um, putting it on before I go to bed, there's some sort of harmony that it brings to me. Obviously, it's the oils that I'm using and so forth, but I just find that small ritual just elevates and lifts my spirit, I guess. Walking around the house smelling these beautiful oils just feels so good. And I guess it's small things that, 
you could get into a practice of. It doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be extravagant. It can just be those small things that help you or elevate um, your well-being and those people around you in your home as well, I've noticed. Absolutely. Um, well, what oils would you suggest? Um, I mean, there, I know there's so many that you could probably rattle off and I guess it just depends what, what, it, what it is you're after. But let's say um, the most common... Uh, thing I'm hearing lately is stress and overwhelm and a lot of anxiety actually. So without putting you on the spot, but what do you think um, would work? Or what kind of oils would work in those situations? Yeah. So, I mean, this afternoon, uh, like as we're talking before, um, I popped in my oil burner. Um, I have a diffuser in my clinic, but at home I use a traditional burner and I did four drops of frankincense, which is really lovely for slowing down the breath. Frankincense is quite a ritualistic oil too. Um, I really, really love that for times of stress. Geranium is particularly good for balancing, balancing, you know, especially emotionally. So women find that really comforting. <clears throat> and then I use some orange and mandarin oils, just a couple of drops because it's a very happy oil in times of stress so we know that breathing and using the essential oils whether it be in your diffuser or in your bath or putting them into say a, a, a base oil like an almond or an apricot kernel oil will help us very much because there's a lot of studies that show that the therapeutic and the sensory benefits of essential oils are pretty amazing the top ones yeah I, I think I've covered frankincense mm -hmm. I really like jasmine and rose lotus for women as well sandalwood's always very harmonizing same with cedarwood yes oh, it just sounds all so good i want them all yeah often often the things i get from from women who um, have been using essential oils from all different types of um companies <clears throat> and you know and also when they purchase them at perfect potion is i've got all these oils and i don't know how to use them and i'm yes. like mm. It's hard to have that confidence because they're like, oh, well, I mess it up and how do I do this and whatever. And it's back to that, that I guess I've just that trusted a lot that side of me. Like, I'll just give it a go. I know that I'm a, a woman and I'm an intuitive creature. And I think that using your essential oils is very intuitive. So just sitting there and smelling what you feel you might need. Um, you can't mess it up too much, you know, like even lime, vetiver and patchouli oil is not too bad together. And you know, so you can play around and you know that oils are some are like base notes, some are citrus, some are floral. So they might go really well together. Those three types of oils in those categories. Yeah. But um, yeah, lots of reading out there. And I guess just intuitively don't overwhelm yourself. Just sit with the oils and think, oh, I'll start with two, you know, lavender and lemon tonight. That's it, you know. Yes. And I'm glad you said intuitively because I often sort of open up the packet of the chakra oils that I have and I think, okay, yeah, that feels good. I feel like I need harmony tonight. With a Perfect. So, yeah, I was trying not to overthink it. It's just really whatever smells good and whatever I'm attracted to and I feel that I may need that night. That's how I usually use them. So I guess like you're saying, there's no right or wrong. Just get, get using them really. Exactly. That's the best thing to do. You know, stick to those, like just use, you know, two or three for, for blending um, you don't need any more than sort of six to eight drops in most diffusers and burners mm -hmm. and just empower yourself with that intuitive. Like what's the worst case? It's going to smell not so great. We'll tip it out and start again or yeah. add a little bit more lavender and it should be sweet, you know? 
I guess it's just the universe really supported me with with my giving and I don't get me wrong I received a lot it's a great it's a great job and a great atmosphere um but yeah I mean lots of hard work and just dedicated to to learning and practicing um what I love to do and that's help people you know yeah yeah and it's definitely paying off and the universe has, has definitely answered answered to you so where can people find find you in, in your beautiful work ah oh, thank you sonia so pretty much i have a clinic here on the south coast um at a place called taylor's healthy grocer where i'm i ostomance rule and i do holistic facials and wellness coaching and things like that so the treatments are beautiful but um perfect potion website sells the hippies in the city books and also i'm in our bondi junction store working all day on a monday um, seeing clients all through the day, which is really great. And then, you know, just on the shop floor in general, having fun and sipping tea. And yeah. so come and find me. Yes, come and find you. And it's, um, can you tell us your website? Um, well, I decided to simplify my life a lot last year. Yeah. And I kind of got a little bit annoyed with the whole website world and uh, yeah. computers and things like that. I'm sorry, but I only have a Facebook now. Oh, that works for you. Yeah, it really works for me. It was just really symbolic of like, I don't want a headache of like registering domains and all this sort of stuff. And I just thought, no, this is where I'm at. I want to keep it super simple. I'm happy about that. So I really love posting blogs on the Hippies in the City Facebook page. And um, also I've got like a little online shop there and some other cool details. And yeah, so I hope that that's... uh, tech savvy enough for everyone <laughs> i'm sure it will be thank you so much for being on the show today i could talk to you all day we have so much in common and so much stuff that we could talk about but thank you for coming along and spending the time with me lots of love to you thank you talk soon. Bye. bye sonia bye, bye.